Hello, and welcome back to the Slim and Thick WC podcast. This is your girl, Thick. What's up? It's your girl, Slim. Thank you for coming back and joining us on today's podcast. Good morning, afternoon, or night, wherever you are chilling. And, you know, again, thank you, because today is going to be a very exciting episode. Today we are talking about the show or cartoon block Toonami, which yeah. I'm very excited about. Yes. And here we had on our website, we had posted a little post on Facebook where we had asked you about a little character that was very, very intricate and very important to Toonami. And that was Toonami Tom. Did you get it right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so just a little concept for you all to know, concept curation is the process of gathering information relevant to a particular topic or area of interest. And that's usually with the intention of adding value through the process of selecting, organizing, and looking after the items in a collection or exhibition. So what is Toonami, you all ask? So for those of you not familiar with it... Toonami was the curator of anime culture and content to an American audience that was done in a tasteful and meaningful manner. Toonami was a phenomenon, and it still today has an extremely lasting legacy. So today, Slim and I would love to go over the history of Toonami from its inception to its actual cancellation and then rebirth. And basically, its lasting legacy of what it means to a whole bunch of millennial kids and even a bunch of Gen Zers now. So let's get into it. So Toonami is an animated programming block that formerly aired on Cartoon Network. And now it currently airs on what is called Adult Swim. It is geared toward action animation and mostly consisted of American cartoons and Japanese anime. The name is a combination of the words cartoon and tsunami, suggesting that the block is a tidal wave of animated shows. By the way, all of the citations and, you know, references are going to be linked in the description. (laughs) Yes. So where did this idea or concept come? Come from, you might ask. So, in 1996, Sean Akins was asked by Cartoon Network executive Mike Lazo to create a new action animation block for Cartoon Network. Akins enlisted his friend Jason DeMarco to help him, and together with the help of several other individuals, they created what eventually became the Toonami block. So, Toonami made its world premiere on Monday, March 17, 1996. Seven. A month after I was born into this world. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, Toonami actually initially replaced what was cons- called Power Zone on Cartoon Network's action block. And just a little fun fact, the weekend before the launch of Toonami from March 15th to 16th, Cartoon Network held a two-day marathon of action cartoons and titles. The weekend... Um, of that <laughs> before they premiered, they had the shows The Super Friends and Squat Cats, the Radical Squadron, with, which actually never ended up on Toonami. Yeah, and I just, believe that stayed yeah. on Cartoon Network, if I remember it. Yeah. And just so you all know, I love the SWAT cats, okay? Oh my gosh, it was the coolest show ever. I, I loved it. I love Razor. I love the characters. I love the concept. I love the way they dressed. I love the theme song at the very Like, and just, it, it was it's amazing to me. I don't know what it was. I'm not even a cat person, but I just, I thought it was so badass. I loved everything about it. <laughs> I did. I don't know who created it, but I did. And I was... I am so shocked that it only, I think it was only two seasons or something like that. It was so short-lived, but like, it was great. It's like a, it was like a, it was like, I thought it was a weird fever dream that I had. I was like, like, did I imagine (laughs) this thing? Like, it was a thing, right? It's kind of like, um, the Mighty Ducks cartoon. I was like, did I, 
did I imagine that too? And they're like, no, this was a real thing. <laughs> um, but yes, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, so Toonami's start began actually with its host, Moltar, who was the host from March 17th to 1990, March 17, 1997 to July 10th, 1997. So Moltar was actually the supervillain from the 1966 Hanna-Barbera animated series Space Ghost, who appears as one of the Space Ghost's arch enemies, and he wears like a containment suit. So he launched this satellite probe, Clyde 49, to Earth to retrieve data and transmit it through the Ghost Planet Studio, where Space Ghost Coast to Coast was broadcasting. And so that was the inception and the creation and the story behind Toonami. Yeah. Okay, my question out there, does anybody remember Space Ghost Coast to Coast? <laughs> and if you do remember it, did you like it? <laughs> Slim I, has a little bit of a... Hmm. I don't know what it is. Maybe if I watched it with Moltar, I would have liked it better. But the newer one that's on Adult Swim with... Uh, they have a newer one? Or, no, oh no. It's uh, he's, Moltar is supposed to be the villain towards Space Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. So Space Ghost, on his show, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, yes. I watched it. I watched it back then, and I watched it re-up um, on uh, Adult Swim. Yeah. And I just, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But to be fair. That formatting of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Eric You Andre don't like the show, Eric Andre show. And uh, when Tyler, the creator, had his show on there. You didn't like Tyler Creator Show? <laughs> I Maybe really... you just don't like that talk show type of vibe. Yeah, I felt like... But you like John show. Oliver. Yeah, I like John Oliver. That's why I'm just like, I don't know what it Slim was Slim is a big it. John Oliver fan. She like, she loves <laughs> all the stuff he... favorite. And he gets into a lot of hijinks. The, yeah, he the... does a lot of random shit with his interview people. She does. Like that chlamydia thing, the, the marble races. Like, she... She loved the she she loved the Japanese like mascot um kimchi what was it shijon shijon yes and all that I want to go to Japan was, just to meet shijon Slim was losing her mind over that she loved it she loved 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 it I love and then it. this recent one that he did where he had the that blanket it was like oh a yeah sex blanket. <laughs> I was loving it. She was laughing so hard. She was like, this is amazing. And I'm just like, she is trolling all of these news stations. But she is loving yeah. it. And I'm like, you love it. I, so. I like stuff like that. But <laughs> I feel like it's because he keeps, he doesn't actually interview people. It's like he'll have yeah. like segments where he'll have people on and they'll do a bit or something like that. Yeah. But it's like very clearly you can understand that it's a bit, you know? Hmm. And it's, like, a very short period of time. Like, with the Eric Andre show and Space Goes Coast to Coast, it's like they'll have a person on the screen and they'll say something that's supposed to be funny, I think, or it's supposed to Mm -hmm. be, like, a reaction thing. And then they'll Mm -hmm. just be sitting there in awkward silence. And I'm just like, weird. Like, I don't (laughs) understand what's going on. I don't know what the point of what they're trying to do is. And it's just, I don't know. (laughs) It's (laughs) It made me confused, and when I get confused, I get angry. I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> I get angry. <laughs> like every person ever. <laughs> Thank you for being honest about that. Um, okay. Anyways, back, but, back to Toonami. Yes. So uh, the first host was, yes, Moltar. And uh, we did have like a couple. So he ran it from 1997 to 1999, and that was voiced by C. Martin Crocker. And the early lineup consisted of Thundercat, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, which I actually did actually rewatch that, um, Voltron, and Cartoon Roulette. So in 1999, Moltar was replaced as the host of Toonami by an AI named Tom, which is short for Toonami Operations Module, who was given the Ghost Planet Vessel GPS Absolution MK to travel through the universe and continue Moltar's work. So Tom's first appearance as host actually came during Toonami's very first midnight run broadcast, which started at 11.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
on July 10th, 1999. Tom began his tenure as the host of The Block with a speech. And then Tom was originally voiced by Dragon Ball Z's Krillin's voice actor, Sunny Strait, but then was replaced by Cowboy Bebop's voice actor, Steve Blum, in 2000, who has remained on as the main voice of Tom since then. And I will, I did see a comment where someone was like, Steve Blum's voice is like gold. And you know what? Honestly, I thought, I did not know that voice was like a real voice. I thought it was a real robot voice that they just made up and scrambled <laughs> it. And like, I, ha- I saw a video explaining in an interview how he came up with the voice and how he does it. And I'm just like, it's wild. It's wild. It's crazy. It is. It's so weird to me because. And that's like- his speaking voice. He's yeah, dead. it's so weird to me when I see voice actors like talking, and it's yes. like that's just their not that's just how they talk. Like they just walk around talking like they <laughs> walk around talking like that. <laughs> especially like especially if, if so you know weird. that they do like dubs and stuff for because like Vegeta, I saw like the voice yeah. actor for Vegeta and some of the Dragon Ball Z, and like he's Cowboy Bebop too, which I used to watch, and I actually did like that show. Okay. It's just weird. Like I I don't know. It was weird to me because yeah, it's like you're like I didn't know people actually sounded like that yes like there's like a human person behind this voice but then it's also the same thing for like rugrats and stuff which maybe some other time we'll do nickelodeon stuff but there was like a there's a female that does the voice for chucky and and like a whole bunch of the rugrats yeah and she explained how she like she like changes up her voice and does it and she's also the voice actor for bart simpson too i watched oh really yeah she went through all of the voiceovers that she does wow it is voice actors are really talented actually i think i watched one for invader zim as well and like because i loved invader zim and like spongebob the guy the voice actor for spongebob as well how he did the laugh and everything it's it's wild anyways (laughs) we're gonna go down a nostalgia hole um on saturday on saturday morning september 20th 2008 At the Anime Weekend Atlanta Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, Cartoon Network announced, sadly, that they had canceled the Toonami block due to low ratings. So Toonami then aired its final transmission that same evening. So up until that point, what had the the audiences had only really seen Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon... And so Slim can speak a little bit more to. Yes. So how it was worked before. And I read an interview that um, I believe it was one of the one of them, the executives for Toonami had said Mike Lazo, I think it was or Sean Atkins. I'm not sure which I apologize. (laughs) Uh, was talking about it. And so at the beginning, basically what they wanted to create with Toonami was that they wanted to create a way in which that they could kind of culminate this environment in which they could bring all of the cool youth culture as well as all the things that they enjoyed, which was anime, to people so that they could experience something different, something new, something that could show that there's different animation out there, there's different storytelling, there's different ways for you to enjoy a story. Mm -hmm. And so how they had to do it back then, when he was kind of briefly explaining it, was that they had to be able to get the license to show the shows that they did on Toonami, which was very difficult at the time because, you know, you had shows that were running in real time, so then they're showing it, and it's like okay, if once the show is, like, on pause for a little bit, like, okay, what are we going to do now, mm-hmm. you know? And also, I mean, at the time, you know, I wasn't aware, but, but yeah, anime was still being sh- shown at this time on other channels, but yes. not, it was not shown with the same care that they were trying to aspire to. Yes, they wanted to, what was really important for them to do with anime was that they wanted to show that anime was not a genre it was more so a mm-hmm. whole entertainment industry in and of it in and of itself 
And within anime, there are different genres that you can enjoy of it. So it was really kind of an an art form they were trying to showcase. And they were really trying to roll it out to mainstream audience, to to kids in America. And so they were trying to do it in a way that was tasteful and respected that that art form. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, obviously, they were working with a very small budget. (laughs) And they only had from their... 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. block Block, times to kind of fit all of that in. So during that time, the first shows that aired on Toonami were the things like Dick was talking about, the Thundercats and Voltron and the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest that were also being shown on other uh, channels, Mm -hmm. uh, possibly going by their anime names as well. Mm -hmm. I know they were doing that for a time. And then in 1999 to the 2000, uh, actually right before they off the air which is probably what helped them come back was that they were able to show dragon ball z and sailor moon yeah and (laughs) my notes say that it hits different and the reason why it hit different was because uh as he explained in the interview was that or how you know other people that analyzed tsunami because i watched a lot of videos about it (laughs) we did a lot of research (laughs) that explained it was saying that Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon were two, uh, not very different, but two different styles of storytelling that could reach two different audiences. You had Dragon Ball Z with the, you know, the fighting and the really cool characters and the art styles and all of that stuff. Yeah. And then you had Sailor Moon, which was, you know, the first like kind of like magical girl scout or magic magic girl uh, anime. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I want to make sure that I that I genre these things correctly. But yeah, Sailor Moon was the first like uh, magical all girl. female like led yeah. type all of. female led and anim- and magical girl, which was very different for Toonami when they started out because they were just showing a lot of you know just strictly like men led uh, action, action adventure yeah. shows. So you know it hits two different audiences. Right. And it was something that was And the style like, is wow. different. Yeah. It's something that it's it was a serial show. So you could come back each week and it would be a new right. episode. Come back for another episode to see what happened. Which for kids is 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 um, you know, when I was looking at the other uh commentary videos and stuff is again, yeah, it's like the he said kids felt like they were being talked and not talk down to instead right yeah in 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 this case it was a serialized um type of art form they were showcasing because like you said how we kind of last season if if you were uh, previously listening to our i think it was black tv characters and stuff is that kids are perceptive they pick up on certain themes on certain ideas they are very capable of starting to be aware of what they're consuming in their media diet out of, I think of earlier on now, I think. And I do think yeah. they have desires of, of, of really, you know, what they want to be consuming and what they want to be seeing. And they want to see that representation. They want to see those types of themes and stuff like that. And so, yeah, when you're seeing now you're seeing um, a show show where it's like, they're taking the time to develop a c- characters yeah for you develop characters with morals values um you know dilemmas ideas that they have to grapple with and they're coming back each week and they're growing this person they have a story arc and all that it it yeah it's gonna hit different for a kid than you know every week okay you know they're just watching and again, it's, no shade to Teen Titans know, Go and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's no shade or anything like that. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like Teen Titans Go kind of makes fun of themselves for it and they're kind of aware of it. But right. they're more encapsulated episodes where it's like by the end of the episode, everything is resolved. It's just what it is, yeah. Is done and we're going to move on and it's going to be a new thing. Whereas with Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and stuff like that, it was very different because it was like wow like at the end we don't know what's happened we gotta go to the next one because the story just is gonna keep unfolding and keep developing right you know and even slim at periods was like hey that's kind of messed up i don't know if i agree with what with that 
Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it, there are things that are happening and, and there are things that are going on where like even as a kid when I was watching it, yeah, it was colorful. Yeah, it had like very funny characters and they had gags and they had all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when I was watching those shows and whatnot, I was like, there's like a goal, like there's a goal in mind. Like we're we're all in this to achieve something you and know? there's obstacles to that and exactly. again you have to make there's decisions obstacles and it's like oh okay there's the bad guy like we're gonna fight the bad guy and you know all this stuff is gonna happen you know yeah so it keeps you engaged but i feel like at the same time they were still able to uh like take on harder type of concepts and were able to make it digestible for younger young audiences, audiences. It might have just seemed kind of weird because, you know, like when when uh, Toonami first started and they had all of those shows, they were very sanitized. They were very like kind of like clipped up mm-hmm. versions of the shows so that they wouldn't be considered too mature or too violent or too this and that for American audiences. And also just the general transfer over of going from subtitled in Japan or like just kind of subtitled in general. I mean, we'll talk about it later, dub, but, but like yeah. how they do with Disney kind of does with the Grimm's fairy tales. How it kind of take it and they kind of cutify it. They kind of wash it down and water it down. Yeah. And um, you kind of lose a little bit of the meaning in it, which is like, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay to want to have a positive, happy ending, but you know, cause sometimes the, some of the original content, people that created it is like you kind of lose the meaning and the original context and everything of why you were doing it in the first place well i mean it's like more sanitized like it's kind of different in the way that it's sanitized and the fact that it's just like you know we don't want them hearing this language or we don't want to show them you know like too intense of a fight scene and stuff like that so it's kind of like you're not getting the whole story you're kind of just getting like bits and pieces of the story put together Mm mm-hmm and that way, that's kind of, like, how it is. So, that's kind of, like, how they were doing it back then. hmm Which, now looking back on it, I was like, I don't even think I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But, I mean, but, I mean, I don't think I, like, actively, I never really actively watched Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon when I was a kid. I feel like in 1999, I wasn't even, like, cognizant, to, cognizant like, enough to be, like, oh, I'm, like, following a show, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I think, though, that um, the cool part is it created it created a culture, though. It created a following and it created a culture. Me, myself, personally, I kind of like the big O and stuff. That was my type of wading into that kind of, of <laughs> place. But I love how you talked about like in 2000, I think it was more big for me where you had the midnight run the hour-long blocks that opened up, you know, anime for a more larger audience. Like, I was watching, like, The Big O and, like, some of those more obscure ones, like... Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. In 2000, when... That's when they came back on air, right? No, so... uh, It was... uh, 2008 was when they were canceled. So 2000 was when they expanded further. That included music premieres like the Gorillas and Daft Punk, which I didn't had no idea about. Oh and yeah, yeah. They did video game reviews, which again I had no yeah, idea so about. They, so what happened with Toonami was like as I was researching, it was getting very like confusing because they would like come off the air and then they wouldn't come on the air. And I remember that sometimes I would wait up until like seven or whatever or six in the afternoon after school to like watch Toonami and it wouldn't be on and I'd be like, what the heck is going on? And they would kind of have their hours be shifted back from like four to four to six p.m. and then they would yeah. push back into like seven to eight. And then in two thousand, they were hit with what they were given was called the midnight run. Yeah. And so those were hour long blocks uh, that open up anime to longer run times and more mature content. So that ran from twelve a.m. to one a.m. That was when you like when you were being bad and we were staying up during summer. Yeah, that was like (laughs) after like everything, and they would like Cartoon Network would sign off, and then it would be like, "Ooh, it's Toonami time." Yeah, 
right before adult swim like get out of the pools yeah don't swim (laughs) yeah so during that time they were able to have a little bit more freedom they were to show much like more mature content in its fullness so that was the time when you got shows like uh ronin warriors and gundam wing and you know the fuller episodes of dragon ball z where you could hear them like curse for the first time <laughs> it was crazy and people were crazy like, what this is insane and, and like, yeah is- i knew i found like going down the wormhole i found random commercials like reviews for video games and then i yes. feel good ink that was the first time was late 12 a.m in the morning i woke up to the gorillas premiere of that music video yeah feel good ink and, and I was like, what is this? For me, I didn't remember until I went, <laughs> like, in deep into the research. And they were talking about how they didn't just want anime shows or them to just be, like, kind of just showing things to the audience. They also wanted it to be, you know, all of the cool things, all of the new things that they think mm-hmm. that youth culture would enjoy. So that's why they included those things such as game reviews and music and new artists and whatnot there were skateboarders celebrities would go on there yeah like you know that's why tom was so important to toonami and was essential to to me personally tom was essential to the survival of the show because Mm -hmm. it's like yes And I see it kind of now with Adult Swim where they have that voiceover person that's like introducing like music and games and all that stuff in the Adult Swim hour and whatnot, Mm -hmm. kind of mimicking what Toonami was doing. But with Tom, he was like a robot or person or whatever. AI. (laughs) Then AI. It, It was something that you could see. It was something that you could physically see. And he interacted with the audience. He, he would look at the camera or whatever and would talk to the audience and would tell them mm-hmm. about the stuff as if, you know, it's a, just a general conversation. And, and that's Sarah kind of came into it. Yeah. And, it, and, and like- it created an environment. It created an immersive atmosphere in Toonami. And that's what I think made it so lasting and so like concrete in people's of minds. The, like and I did had no idea about it but the total total immersion events that they've had for the show where yeah. Tom like I it was a whole like episodes and stuff we were watching Tom yeah. have adventures <laughs> when on the absolution this was a whole storyline I was like yeah these guys really like m- crafted a whole thing and it was yeah. it was a lot it was a lot so I was I I'm I'm very impressed. Like how you said now, I am very impressed with how they've really created an environment, yes, where it's like them and the fans are feeding each other. And it's this reciprocal relationship. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Tom curated these. So somewhat, we have a connection to it and a connection to him because he is giving us these shows. He is previewing them to them. He's explaining them to him. Yeah. And introducing them to us and so it's almost nostalgic but it's also like giving us this connection yeah and, and i think that's why mm-hmm. i was like extra sad when i saw that daft punk was like retiring <laughs> <laughs> because for the longest time i never knew why i love daft punk i was just like i just i just love them i don't know where i hear their music but i yeah. just love it and when i watched it and they explained it that daft punk had their first like premiere on Toonami with their Discovery album (gasps) and the music video for that one song, I was like like, my third eye opened. I was like, this is it. This is exactly I I sat in front of that TV and I watched it and I was just like, yes, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Like that and the gorillas and I was just like, wow. This is is it. This is amazing. (laughs) So actually, after the cancellation on midnight of April 1st, 2012, just past Tsunami's 15th anniversary, Adult Swim, which generally changed its programming for April Fool's Day, began to play The Room, as they had done the past several years. The scene then switched to Tom in an updated version 
of his third incarnation aboard the absolution greeting the viewers viewers while commenting on april fool's day before introducing that week's scheduled episode of bleach the tsunami related programming and bumpers continued throughout the night featuring dragon ball z gundam wing tenchi muyo outlaw star the big o Yu Yu Hakusho, that too. Blue Submarine number six and Gigantor. Trigun and Astro Boy, two series that were never shown on the original Toonami, were also shown. Tom also presented a review of Mass Effect 3 and promoted the recent DVD releases of the series shown that night. What started out as an April Fool's prank quickly became a campaign used to bring back. The Block. On May 16th, 2012, Adult Swim posted a message on Facebook announcing that Toonami would return on May 26th with a similar message on Twitter ending with the hashtag Toonami's Back Bitches. And I actually found an artist <laughs> that actually made the song Toonami's Back Bitches. <laughs> and the network issued a press release later that day confirming the block's revival as a Saturday late night block. Toonami made its return on May 26, 2012, after a four year hiatus from mainstream television airwaves with all new bumpers, game reviews, and an updated animation of our favorite Tom. This midnight time slot block features had featured more mature content, if that's possible, <laughs> than any of its predecessors. The initial lineup continued some of the Adult Swim Saturday anime block programs and premiered two new shows, Dead Man Wonderland and Catherine Sins. Oh man, if you have seen <laughs> Dead Man Wonderland, that is some mature content, my guy. <laughs> And then on September 26, 2012, it was announced that the 3 to 6 a.m. time period formerly used to repeat the Toonami block would be replaced with two episodes, one hour each of Cowboy Bebop, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, <laughs> and Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. This new schedule began on October 6th of 2012. And Toonami, yeah. still to this day, is still running. Yes. Strong. Yes. I love it. I love to see it. I love to see it because if you have gone, I don't know, any episode that we have listened to, I love anime. I love everything about anime. I love learning <laughs> about it. I love introducing myself to new shows and different shows. And I think that, you know, I've, I'm basically the, the product of these two men coming, these two white men coming together <laughs> and creating this this show on you know cartoon network and adult swim mm -hmm. about anime of all things and yeah. now i i can't get enough of it <laughs> and steve blum actually discussed how it was the fans that would get on the twitter every saturday they would get on twitter and do a twitter storm of bring back toonami hashtag and they would flood the executives and the Cartoon Network Twitter feed with Bring Back Toonami to the point until the executives were like, okay, here's some money. Go do your little show. Leave us alone. Because they would crash the Cartoon Network site. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, like, Toonami has had a, an incredible, incredible lasting legacy and effect. Yeah. It, and it proves when done effectively, you can really, really, really teach culture and teach an art form and yeah. make it and make it meaningful and um when they bring it brought it back and they brought it back and and really expanded and brought out and now they're showing they're streaming shows that are like shot for shot on these uh anime streaming platforms and you know what they're, yes. they're staying strong they are there. it's a good feedback how um Slim said it is a very good feedback loop because the tsunami is basically helping to fund and helping to connect anime lovers to this culture and these sites and places 
and discovering a love for something um, that they can really connect to. And this really helps kind of feed into kind of how I felt about how people say, you know, culture, cultural appropriation, which is another thing that we're going to talk about and Mm -hmm. whatnot later. But here's the thing. I think that it's an art form and I love how Slim explains it and how people recognize that, you know, from all the videos that I'm seeing and all the fans of these shows and how they explain it and how they really get into it and the time and the care that they put into it, um, especially the person yeah. who was describing it, how they said that Toonami was revolutionary because of the fact that it it really cared about the content that it was pushing. It wasn't just about selling a product. It wasn't yeah. just about pushing out shows. It was about connecting an audience with something in a tasteful manner and really presenting it in a real way to yeah. make them appreciate it. And so what I think that is so meaningful for that is that for me is just saying that even me, though I don't watch a lot of a lot of anime even though as i did big o and all of those things this was youth culture this was my childhood yeah. this was millennial culture there are all kinds of subcultures you know and i i mean i i i hope we can do like cultural series where we're looking at all sorts of different subcultures at anime culture we look at media culture but dance there's like dance culture you know we subscribe to dance yeah. youtubers um <laughs> You know, beauty, there's a beauty culture with beauty gurus and all that. There is mm-hmm. gossip culture where there's a gossip community on YouTube. We have so many subcultures, so many groups, so many vast places. And, and we all have yeah. our own lingo, the way that we talk and the way that we engage with each other. And it's all meaningful. I just, I think that it's, it's very breathtaking and I find it very interesting to, to see all of that unfold. But I just think it's really amazing what Toonami did in the fact that it could, yes, like you said, these two white men took, <laughs> took this culture, but they did something very meaningful with it. And they did it in yeah. a way that was really respectful and turned it into a phenomenon and turned it into something that was lasting, that people yeah. brought it back. Samurai Jack came back because of Toonami. That's incredible. So for me, I'm just saying like when we when we are saying like, oh, well, it's not a big deal about like black culture or whatever. I'm just saying we should really think very critically about cultures that we consume, things that we consume. Yeah. Because it has meaning to somebody. Yeah. It does have meaning to people. I think it's 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 it has a lot of meaning and I feel like when my issue with cultural appropriation is that you're boiling it down to just like some key things that you feel like is important when it's really so much more. And that's why Toonami, I think, was something that was so revolutionary for me and what made me want to learn more about anime. What made me enjoy it so much was because it was able to expand itself from maybe two or three or four or five shows with Dragon Ball Z and, you know, Sailor Moon and all those other shows, you know, mm-hmm. and you found a community. They, yeah, you were they were able to expand it and say it's like, okay, yeah, like we have these shows, but like now we have access to more shows. Like here are different kinds of shows to show you that yeah. anime is not just one thing where it's just an animation or, mm-hmm. you know, a cartoon, quote unquote, you know. Right. And it was like I they, like cartoons. <laughs> I you also know, like cartoons. I've had people, I've literally had like someone, I had a coworker one time because I was, I used to watch, okay, listen here. I, <laughs> no, no, I liked like Invader Zim. I liked, um, what else? SpongeBob. I liked cartoons, okay? I was a cartoon person. I, I love cartoons. Curse, curse the Cowardly Dog. I was a cartoon person. So yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I like how Slim said like, there should, there's no stigma. That wasn't anime. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't anime. There's no, there shouldn't be any stigma for cartoons. I love cartoons. Johnny Bravo, all that. Yeah. I was a cartoon fan. So hopefully when we do Cartoon Network, I can I can definitely tell you about all 
the cartoons because <laughs> I did all the cartoons and I still like to watch all the cartoons. Scooby Doo. Yeah, I do. I'm still watching Scooby Doo. All that. And the I cartoons. Just- no shame. Yeah. I loved <laughs> cartoons. I loved cartoons. I was everything about Cartoon Network was my thing. But the way that they took the time and care to just like be like, hey, like here's here's the new show coming on. Like it wasn't necessarily like saying like, whoa, it's gonna be super bright and colorful and fun for you to do. It was it was just kind of like, here is a pretty cool show that's going on, you know, like see what happens. And it like gave you the option to be like yeah, this is something that I like. Or they could be like, well, here's another show. And it'd be like, or no, I, I don't like that. Or I do like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it gave kind of, it gave you kind of the independence, if you will, even though you're still a child. <laughs> uh, but I mean, even as an adult, I still watch Toonami and stuff like that. So it's like, whatever age you are. It's your uh, community. To, you get to engage. Yeah. Like being a part of a community is, no matter what your age, it's important. We all are social creatures to a certain extent. We want yeah. to have a place where we can go and we have like minds that we can engage with. And yeah. Like, I, and I, I hope like this podcast, like I want us to be a community. I want us to engage. I want us to have a place where we can go. We can talk. We can laugh. We can exchange ideas and stuff like that. That's very, that's, in, that is essential for, for society as a whole. Yeah. Is having community so that's i think that's definitely why subcultures um develop and i mean again shout out to my mm-hmm. sociology mates, but like mm-hmm. that that's a very in, 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 that's i think is the the core element that's you have goths you have gamers you have all that you find your community you yeah. find where you fit and that's where you like to go because that is where you feel like you fit and so that's why when that's definitely why I say I think when people think of like oh when they're just like oh it's just hair or oh it's just this or that no like when you treat it like a commodity or whatever I think the people feel the way that they do because you're saying that it, they're fake that yeah. they can just take off what they're taking off like 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 if I just took your anime stuff and I'm just like I can just take this I'm just gonna sell it it doesn't matter it's a cartoon. It's a whatever. It's whatever, mm-hmm. right? So if I was doing that, if Toonami was just like that, where it was just like, yeah, this is just another block of stuff. We can just throw out whatever we want to throw out. Like you said, and we don't really have to like put any care in it. It would definitely not have gone this far, right? Yeah. And you can tell when someone does not have respect for what it is that they're putting out. Yeah. And so you like that's, tell that's it if they're just mass producing stuff and like you said like you found other communities through tsunami that's why you're on all these anime different websites and stuff like that and they're getting business and they're getting that because they have a whole new audience that has been opened up because of this one more people coming up and being like oh yeah like i want to know more about that and then they join these streaming websites you know? And that is, yeah, and it's opening up people to an entire diverse population yeah. that they would have and, no idea about. Yeah, and, like, fun fact, like, I figured this out, but uh, that Toonami has now reached the status of, like, being able to, like, help co-produce shows now. Like, they're going to be co- helping to co-produce mm-hmm. or co, like, create uh, the Fooly Cooly show. <gasps> Do you remember that? No. Oh man! If if any person remembers Cooly Cooly, you were deep into that Midnight Run. <laughs> you know what I mean, man? <laughs> I completely forgot about that show. I would just have glimpses in my head, and I'd be like, "Does anybody else remember this show? It was crazy." I've totally forgot Outlaws. I forgot Outlaw Star, and I forgot. Um, I, I didn't forget it. I knew about it, but like I said, does anyone remember Cold Lyoko? <laughs> that's what i want to know because like again i oh, feel like it was a go. fever dream okay that and big o i just remember like again i was like there was a thing with robots but they all had amnesia and someone was just like are you on drugs like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah big o was great but it was so confusing because i felt like i always caught it like like i missed an episode i always felt like i was missing an episode from big that o. was so true <laughs> i was like yeah i was like what <laughs> i was like that nobody was remembers anything happening. 
And then Yu Yu Hakusho, though. I love Yu Yu Hakusho. I think Yu Yu Hakusho is a classic. Here's the thing, Uh, okay? And I'm just going to preface this with I understand this, but here's the thing. We were all coming coming of age in a very weird time. And I think this was an opportune time for Toonami to come out with anime and stuff. And the way that whatever style that they're drawn or they do stuff, what what have you. Here's the thing. Um... We was hitting puberty at that time. And I just <laughs> I just strongly I just strongly feel that anybody at that time you're watching these anime stuff, all them boys is it's kinda cute. Okay, I'm sorry. That's I know that's sexist. I'm not I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying um, I'm not trying to be offensive <laughs> to anybody. I'm but not, come I'm on not, now. But, come on now. Did you not watch <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh? But with Yami Yugi, <laughs> I rewatched Look all of them. She was very specific too. It's just like it's not the regular Yugi; it's the Yami Yugi. For not me. the regular Yugi. It's the Yami Yugi, it's the one that's the slightly, coming out. It's one inch taller. I know, with them serious eyes, like let's do. <laughs> what? I'm literally sitting uh, here. So on Yu Yu Hakusho, yes, I had a crush on like every single one of those guys. I was like, oh yeah, I would, I would, I would date all of them. And Slim's like, really? Even the redhead one? And I was like, yes, okay, here. He 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 hit like through that show. I was watching. I was like, he is a complicated soul. Okay, <laughs> he's a complicated soul. And we find out that he's just a bully because he's misunderstood. <laughs> I was like, I can't okay. fault him for that, okay? Because he was like fighting for his sister. Like he, he was like, if any person asked him, like, hey, can you do this for a friend? He was like down. So I was like, I can't. Okay, I can't and that's say no tr- to and, that. Yeah, see, and so that's a trope that we we should definitely in media consumption that I'm very interested in us discussing is just like bad guys that somehow flip and somehow become a part of the team or whatever, like. That's like a, I think that's, I feel like that's not like, well, it's a consistent trope that I've seen in a lot of, a lot of shows. Um, you know, shout out to my Supernatural fans and my, <laughs> and my uh, Blacklist fans and all those, and Dexter even. Yeah. Like, where it's just like people for left, right, and even uh, how you're telling me um, Once Upon a Time, stuff where it's just like, you're just like, wait, they were like really bad in one season. Like, they were the, <laughs> they were the main villain. And now it's like, what, they're just a part of the team? Is this normal? What? And they even turn up sometimes being like they're people's favorite character. And I'm like, and people are like, this person was a sociopath. (laughs) They were just people left and right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like it's supernatural very early on. (laughs) That person, we'll talk about that. But (laughs) yes. um, Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'd I'd hit all, all those, all those guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know they're not real, everybody, and I'm. They're not yes, real. It was. It was like I said. It was they're a complicated time. Yes, it was a complicated time, and it was during the midnight hours. It's it, it's different when it's very late at night. <laughs> it's two in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, Yugi hit that card. <laughs> I don't think Yugi was a part of Tsunami. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know where he was, but I watched him. <sighs> I was just like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but Yu Yu Hakusho was one of my favorites. Yeah, um, Big O like was one of my favorites. Um, I don't even think I ever finished that. I had no idea what was going on. I never finished. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact I never finished it because I'm still confused by it. Congratulations, Thick, on being basic. <laughs> uh, the one show that probably nobody watched. <laughs> Um, I also, which on the one, I, I did like Cowboy Bebop. I heard about Fully Cooly, did not watch it. I watched the whole thing. I think I heard about <laughs> Outlaw Star, but I was a little bit confused. I think it was in the style of Cowboy Bebop, but I did like it because I think I am a Cowboy Bebop t- style type of person. I like that kind of style, whatever style that is or uh, genre that is. Yeah. I'm not sure which genre is. I'm and still you do have to show genre too. Out. Like maybe I just like them that they fight and wander. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wander. <laughs> I don't know. Like ex- I don't know what that uh, is. But I mean, yeah, I 
I don't really know what genre that is, but I do like, I did like Cowboy Bebop. I like the stylization of it, the like bluesy type of feel it had to it. It does. It's got, it's, 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 yeah, yeah it's like a vibe. Face outlaw type it's a of vibe. thing. I don't know uh, the one, um, Shaolin Shampoo, I think you were talking about. Is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, or no. No, Samurai Champloo, that's a different one. The Black Samurai? Is that the one? Think, yeah, I think that's the one. So, Slim's going to have to watch that one and tell me about it because, yeah, you know. Yeah, I for sure have Samuel to Samuel Jackson it. as a voiceover? Oh, how could you not? How could I not? Samuel Jackson in an anime? That's, oh my god, I have to watch it. <laughs> and yeah, I think there's a couple of, I think there's supposed to be a Black Samurai or something like that on Netflix. Where there's the first. Yeah, they're talking about like the black, first black samurai. Like black cast of like an anime or something like that. Yeah. Um, Studio Ghibli, I did watch. I did watch Spirited Away. They were playing that watched. a lot at one point, And I was like, yeah. what is the point of this? <laughs> um, wasn't there also one where it's like a girl that's supposed to be like a witch? And she had like this very, very black cat. Yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service. That oh, was yeah. the first one I ever watched. And then I watched I had no Spirited idea Away. what it was. I just watched it because that cat freaked me out. I was like, look how midnight dark the cat. It did. It had like no like there was it like when it stood together it was just like a lump of black clay and I was just like, oh yeah, there was like no lump of black feature. It was just like, whoa, look at that thing. <laughs> and I was like, Kiki's delivery. So I was like, what is this? Who's making <laughs> movies over there? What is this? And then the other one where it was just like, and it, the the spirited away with that 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 witch lady that creeped me out with the witch's head. Like a giant, look like a giant uh, pumpkin. It oh, freaked me yeah. out. We kind of nightmares. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was an interesting stylization of a story. It is stylization. Yeah. It was crazy. I think they're making a theme park based off of that. They, I think yeah. they have a they have a museum. I I know they have a museum. I don't know about a theme park, but that would be cool. I'd like to go to a theme park. But yeah, <laughs> but Toonami just finished another one of its total immersion events and that one looked like a real legit like anime it style anime style no not dub sub it was subbed yeah um and then um let me know if any of you are team sub there's team dubbed is it i don't know what that yeah is. let me know if you're like one of those people that's like i have to watch it in sub that's the best way to watch it or if you're like i can only watch dubbed nobody's judging because I watch both. I even watch things that are in English with subtitles. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't mind. I kind of have a feeling like, listen here. <laughs> what, what's the big deal? Like, if you, yes, I know the words. I can hear them. But sometimes you might hear, miss one word or the other. So, like, having the subtitles doesn't really, like, distract me. It doesn't bother me. I know that some people get really bothered by it. But yeah, because if I get feel kind like of bothered by not having subtitles a little bit sometimes now, I get bothered because I'm like, I could be watching something <laughs> and I'm like so focused on like what's happening in the scene that I like miss the words. So that's why I like to have the subtitles. I might not read them all the time, but I just like having them there so that I can just like scan it real quickly. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what you I just, especially in fast paced things where it's just like, so like um, when we were watching Knives Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. If there's, like, stuff happening that's really fast and I'm trying to, like, put the thing together, like, clue or whatever, it's, like, sometimes it's going to have subtitles on. Because you want to be able to be like, oh, wait, how did he figure that out? Wait, uh, wait, I missed something. Yeah. Because they might leave stuff out. Yeah. Like, me on the blacklist, too. Like, sometimes I'm, I'll be like, wait, what person did they say? Like, did they even read more? Because sometimes, I wanna, sometimes I'm a gotcha person. I like to be like, wait a minute, no. That's not possible. <laughs> they couldn't put that together. Yeah, I'm calling BS on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, let us know if you're team yeah. subbed or team dubbed, or if subtitles bother you, and you're like, no, we shouldn't, because I'm actually like, you know what? Yeah, if 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 it bugs you, like they should in the theaters, they should just have an option where you can put subtitles <laughs> on the screen. Like, you're like maybe here, but I don't know. Like, like <laughs> the people yeah. are just like, oh wow, you That'd are all be. so extra. Um, I know. Being like, so dramatic. Uh, <laughs> I know that Slim was annoyed. Like, we were in class. She said she was in class. And, and then someone, someone was like, hey, do, do you mind if I have the subtitles on? Someone's like, I don't want the subtitles on. And Slim was just like, shut up. <laughs> I just don't like it because I'm just like, if you don't like the subtitles, just don't read them. 
Just, just don't, don't read them. Just ignore it. Some people need them. Like <laughs> I, I have the luxury of being able to hear. Okay, like what if there's <laughs> oh somebody that goodness. is actually hard of hearing or deaf? Like they actually need the subtitles. So just get used to it. Goodness gracious. That <laughs> flame was just over the entire rest of the class being super bothered. And everybody's <laughs> like, I don't want subtitles. Subtitles are distracting. I think it what? was. Yeah. Like I, I, our dad, I watched documentaries. I used to love watching documentaries with him a lot. Like, so most of our stuff though was like third world, like other countries, and stuff like that. So, yeah, so they were watching subtitles. subtitles. Like it's normal for me. So it's not a big deal. And yeah, I was a big reader growing up. So like, it doesn't bother me. But, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> so, Dunami was awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we, yeah. we did this. I the, really... The ones that I remember specifically watching from Toonami was... Naruto. Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Fully Every, Everything goes back to Naruto with you. Inuyasha. Because that was a show <laughs> that I watched, and I never finished. Like, it, it's like Dragon Ball Z for me. Like, I would watch it. Like, I would literally tune in every night to try and watch it. And I still never understood what was going on. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's why I had to sit down and literally watch all 755, however, episodes are in Naruto. Oh, wow. And then go and watch second Naruto, Shippuden. I haven't watched Boruto yet. <laughs> I, I was like, Boruto I need yet. to take a break from Naruto. I need, I need a break. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. And now I'm trying to rewatch Inuyasha because I was like, what was that all about? And what was that all about? I just never knew what was going on. I felt like they were always fighting for a shard. And I was just like, um, yeah, I thought that was the whole show. Anyways, um, <laughs> my friend, it was a friend like literally in middle school that told me about Inuyasha because she was a huge fan. And I was I was not really into this. It was not my jam. Um, yeah. so like I watched a couple, I was like, okay, cool. I just like the colors. Like, honestly, you're over here just like, oh, look at these pretty colors. I like the colors. I thought you guys were really pretty. I was like, this no, is really artistic. I actually, as I'm, as I'm re watching it, I, I'm actually really enjoying the style and the colors. It like, is. I thought it was one of the cinema, cine, cine, cinematography. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's very beautiful. I was like, it's, yeah, it's very I had good. Yeah. no idea what the heck was going on. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know what listen, was happening. Listen, everybody, <laughs> just so Freddy, Jen, the Xers or whoever, this was during a time when we just had regular TV and we had to tune in every time and, yeah. and we couldn't rewind or stop or rewatch yeah, or record. Those are the days of literally the coin phrase Saturday morning cartoons. So like, what that, that meant was the only is, time that you could watch it was yes. Saturday morning. Yes, basically we couldn't have a subscription. You couldn't pause it. You couldn't rewind it. You couldn't save it for later. Yeah. None of that. So if you missed it, you missed it. Yeah. So it was it was very hard to keep up with all of the episodes, like serialized ones, especially with Dragon Ball Z. That was just running for like however long. Yeah, that so if, if, if I wasn't aware of a show until, like, later on, then I might sit in and actually start watching it. So, like, Big O, I came in the middle of it. Yeah. Or whatever. That was just, it, it is, it, it, it was what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, it's it not is. like now. Like, now it was, like, just on the TV, you turned it on, and you just got to tune in. So like, now when you're, you're, like, saying, what, wake up. It's like, yeah, sometimes you would sit there, you were waiting until the block tsunami is coming on. Yeah, at sometimes midnight. You, yeah, you, you fall asleep. Watch. And then you might wake up and then you're like, so mad. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I have to hope that they do a repeat episode or yes. else I won't know what's going on. Yes. And then you might have school in the morning or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so then now you're cranky and you missed your show. <laughs> <laughs> that was so frustrating. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. This was way longer than I would yeah, anticipate it to be. All over the place, but thank you for sticking with our ramblings and our nostalgia moment. Let us know what you remember from Toonami or if you from even your childhood. Yeah. yeah. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.